Welcome back to Show Me Your Artist License, the podcast that highlights and celebrates Black art and Black artists around the world. I am your host, Rinsha, part-time artist and full-time lover of the arts. This week, I am continuing the series within the show called An Ode to, insert, artist name here, Uh, where we discuss and give flowers to prominent Black artists in art history. So, if you've listened to episode two, An Ode to Augusta Savage, you may know a little bit about the artist that I will be talking about in this episode. And if you haven't listened to episode two, pause this episode Go listen and come right back. It will all make sense. Or you could just continue. (laughs) So this episode is an ode to painter Jacob Lawrence. So let's learn a little bit. Well, a lot of bit about Jacob Lawrence. So Jacob Armstead Lawrence was born on September 7th. 1917 in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So he was the oldest child of Jacob and Rosalie Lawrence. His parents moved moved from the south to the north during the Great Migration. His family lived in Pennsylvania and his parents eventually separated. Lawrence and his siblings spent years in foster home before reuniting with their mother in Harlem in 1930 when he was 13. So at a young age, he enrolled in community art programs around Harlem um, in the mid in the mid 1930s, um, beginning with the Utopia Children's Center. Also attended classes at the Harlem Art Workshop taught by African-American artist Charles Alston. So Charles Alston urged him to attend the Harlem Community Art Center, which was led by, drumroll please, Augusta Savage. So that's where you get the episode two connection. So we are now um, discussing one of her students, Jacob Lawrence. So, um, Jacob eventually dropped out of high school due to struggling with supporting his family, creating art, and just balancing attending school. Um, And so, later on, um, Augusta Savage helped Jacob Lawrence to secure a scholarship to the American Artist School in 1937. In 1938, at the age of 21, he secured a paid position with the Works Progress Administration, so WPA, um, Federal Art Project. And this project was established during the Great Depression by the Franklin D. Roosevelt administration. So she helped him. She taught him helped him get, you know, the opportunities. Um, Of course, he's talented too, but it's always nice to have that community. So Lawrence was one of the first artists trained in and by the Black community in Harlem, which I feel like that's amazing. Again, going back to community um, around this time was pretty big in the art world. Um, in the black community. 
So he began painting in a series format in the late 1930s. So this is a prequel to his style, which we will talk about later on. Um, and so he completed a 41 painting series on the life of Toussaint Louverture. My French. <laughs> Again. Oh gosh, I should be ashamed, but it's okay. Um, yes, yeah, so Toussaint Louverture, leader of the Haitian Revolution. Shout out to my Haitian people. Uh, who was instrumental in establishing Haiti's independence from France, making Haiti the first black republic in 1804. This series was shown at the Baltimore Museum of Art. So I personally like this because, of course, I'm Haitian-American. And I love the fact that he just went, came out of the gate with a 41 painting series on leader of the Haitian Revolution, like, beautiful. He also made a series on the lives of Frederick Douglass in 1938, which was 40 panels, and Harriet Tubman in 1939, which was 31 panels. So later on, Lawrence married sculptor and painter Gwendolyn Knight in 1941. She was also a student of Augusta Savage. So... All of their stories are tying in together slowly but surely. But again, um, around this time, Harlem community, Harlem artists community was very tight knit and again, very close. So Lawrence married Gwendolyn Knight, who is also an amazing artist, and they go on to support each other, and um, have a strong partnership. And so I'll get to their legacy a little later. Okay, so back to Lawrence's work. So he actively exhibited in museums such as the Whitney Museum and galleries around um, the U.S. throughout the 1940s. His best-known series, known as The Migration of the Negro, now called The Migration Series, was created in 1940 and 1941. The panels portray the migration of over a million African Americans from the South to the industrial cities in the North between 1910 and 1940. So, let's pause here and switch to his artist's license and um, his signature style. So Jacob Lawrence frequently worked um, in series. A lot of his paintings were in series and he used uh, tem tempera paint and gouache on paper or cardboard and he portrayed scenes of black life and history with vivid, stylized realism. Lawrence referred to his style as dynamic cubism. The mediums that he used were tempera paint and gouache. So one explained what those were. So tempera paint is a water-soluble, fast-drying paint. So there's multiple... Um, 
there's several kinds of tempera paint. Um, you may have seen a couple in the craft stores. Uh, they, the simplest form of tempera paint, children would use it, but the tempera paint that he may have used um, is a little different. And gouache is a method of painting using opaque pigments ground in water and thickened with a glue-like substance. So quick little explanation of what those terms are. Back to the migration series. So because he worked with tempera, which is again, a water-soluble, fast-drying paint, Lawrence planned out all of his paintings in advance and then applies a single color wherever he was using that color across all of the scenes to remain consistent and to make sure that the paint, again, all looked the same. In November 1941, the Migration Series was exhibited at the Downtown Gallery in New York. And at the age of 24, he became the first African-American artist to be represented by a downtown mainstream gallery, which at the time was huge. Um, and then Fortune magazine published an article about Lawrence and featured 26 of the 60 panels. And in 1943, his Harlem series, which was a group of 30 paintings um, centered around the life in Harlem, was also exhibited in the downtown gallery and was said to be more of a success in the migration series. I looked at pieces from both. I feel like both of them are amazing, um, but that's what the critics say. So the migration series was purchased jointly and divided by the Phillips Collection, which is in Washington, D.C., and the Phillips Collection holds the odd-numbered paintings. And then it was split with the Museum of Modern Art, a.k.a. the MoMA in New York. And the MoMA has the even-numbered paintings. So they just odd for you, even for me. It Very interesting <laughs> division of these paintings. Okay, so moving on. He was drafted into the Coast Guard during World War II in 1943 and was on board the first racially integrated ship in U.S. naval history, the USCGC Sea Cloud. Um, his commanding officer gave Lawrence a public relations rating, which gave him the opportunity to, to paint full time, which is pretty cool. Uh, as a combat artist, he painted the ship's crew instead of images of combat or officer and ship portraits. And apparently he painted 48 paintings during this time. But uh, after a while, those paintings were lost. Which is a segue to my next point. So I'm going to segue into an interesting, um, just interesting stories about his lost work. 
and how people were uh, realizing that they have a Jacob Lawrence original in their homes after 60 plus years. So I'm going to share some interesting news with you all. Okay. In August 2020, so that's last year, <laughs> last year, um, the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York, so the Met, had an exhibit that focused on Jacob Lawrence's struggle from the History of the American People series. So this series was a 30-panel series that depicted historical scenes from 1775 to 1817, and it emphasized the contributions of women and Black and Native people to America's formation. So a lot, it really focused on the untold stories or the part of history that... Um, you know, history books tend to just skip over and just, you know, and a lot of the people that they never highlighted or um, credited for creating this country. This series was created between 1954 and 1956. So a little over 60 years old. Um, at this point, when you're thinking about 2020. And there were five missing panels at this point out of the 30 panels. Um, and so in October of 2020, literally last year, this is just fascinating, um, a visitor to the museum realized that one of the missing panels, so panel 16, um, was hanging in her neighbor's living room this entire time. Like she basically came into the museum and looked at the exhibit and was like, wait, these pieces look very familiar. And she realized that one of the pieces was in her neighbor's house. And so she went back to the neighbor and said, hey, you should definitely talk to the museum about this because you have a Jacob Lawrence original in your house and I they're having an exhibit right now. <laughs> and so the neighbors who were a couple, husband and wife, um, reached out and um, they said that they acquired the painting at a 1960 Christmas charity auction. Can you believe that? Like, Years later, you realize that you have a piece that is probably worth <laughs> close to a million dollars or probably more than that. And you got it from an auction in 1960, like probably for a really low price. It's been speculated that they paid around $100 for it, <laughs> um, which is amazing. And so... Yeah, so they actually, the owners of the piece, they just became aware of um, the panel and that, and the fact that the panel was part of the series um, when they read about the exhibit that was traveling. So not only did they have this piece in their home for a, a long time, 1960, like that's 60 years, um, 
they're just not realizing that it is part of the Jacob Lawrence panel. I mean, you know, 30 panel series. Um, wow. That's amazing. Um, so, you know, the owners of the panel lived close to the Met and they decided to allow the Met to show the painting because, you know, for to compl- to uh, try to complete the 30 panel series and, you know, just because it's right. Um, the couple has re- remained anonymous. I would remain anonymous too, because if I had a valuable piece like that, <laughs> I don't want anyone in my house trying to take it. Um, no, no. So, um, also later on, a nurse who lives on the Upper West Side in New York uh, realized that she too owned a panel from the series and she owned panel 28. And she realized that after um, reading through a neighborhood, neighborhood like discussion board about how um, panel 16 was found in October 2020. So we're in March 2021. So this year, um, this year she realized that she has one of the panels. And so she, once she figured that out, she was trying to contact the museum. The museum never picked up. So her and her son, who's actually an artist, um, went to the museum and showed them the piece or or said that they have the piece and um turns out it's one of the original panels and she too gave them permission to show it at the exhibit although it wasn't in as good of a condition as the other panel that was recently found um they were still able to show it at the couple at a couple of um museums. There were five missing panels from the 30. We recently found two within the last two years. Um, well, within the last year, essentially. And there are three that are still missing. So panel 14, panel 20, and panel 29 are still missing from the series. And so if I were you, I would just Check around your house, see if you have any art that resembles um, (laughs) the series and double check because you never know, you may have inherited a piece of Jacob Lawrence, which would be really cool. I already checked my house. I don't have it. But (laughs) if I did have it, I would not tell you guys. (laughs) But hopefully... Um, we find the three missing panels one day and going back to why there were so many missing panels and how the 30 panels split up. Um, so again, this series was about, uh, the American history and a lot of, Museum purchaser purchasers did not really 
side with it because of the subject matter, politics, etc. And so it was hard to find someone to buy the series as a whole. Be but but there was a private collector who bought the series, but that private collector ended up reselling the series and sold the panels individually. So Yes, yeah, so all of these panels were sold individually. They happened to get all but three um, back together. Um, so that's 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 a very interesting about his work, um, lost work, and I just thought I'd share that with you all. Anyway, so let's move on. So during the nineteen forties, Lawrence was. One of the most celebrated was actually not one of the, he was the most celebrated African-American painter in America. Um, everyone knew him. He had shows everywhere. This is the height of his career. And, but unfortunately he became depressed. His mental health took a toll. Um, and in July 1949, he voluntarily entered Hillside Hospital in Queens, New York, to receive treatment. While in Hillside, he completed his hospital series. So later on, once he um, is out of Hillside, he begins again to make more work. Um, he actually... Uh, later on in his career, uh, ends up teaching at several schools. So um, this includes the Black Mountain College, the New School for Social Research, the Art Students League, and the Pratt Institute. Um, in 1971, he accepted a tenured position at the University of Washington in Seattle. So him and Gwendolyn Knight uh, moved to Seattle, Washington, um, from which he retired as Professor Emeritus, Emeritus, I'm, I'm getting the word right, Emeritus, <laughs> in 1986. In 1999, he and his wife established the Jacob and Gwendolyn Lawrence Foundation for the Creation, Presentation, and Study of American Art with emphasis, with emphasis, <laughs> on work by African-American artists. It represents their estates and maintains a searchable archive of nearly a thousand images of their work. So talk about building together and creating your own legacy. That's amazing. So Lawrence continued to paint until a few weeks before his death from lung cancer on June 9th, 2000, at the age of 82, he actually had a couple commissions um, that he was working on. He was working on a um, a couple of exhibits about his work before then. Um, so he was truly an artist. His wife, Gwendolyn Knight, survived him and died in 2005 at the age of 91. So let's talk about his legacy. And I kind of want to say there because I feel like 
Jacob Lawrence and Gwendolyn Knight worked together in a lot of ways. She supported him. He supported her. Of course, they have the foundation together. Um, they actually won awards together, uh, which to me, that's that's very cute. Um, this man has done a lot and won a lot. So I'll just give you a snapshot of that. Um, so his work has been the subject of four retrospective exhibitions. He is the recipient of the U.S. National Medal of Arts um, that was given to him in 1990. He is the first visual artist to receive the Spingarn Medal, which is the NAACP's highest honor, and he received that in 1970. He's a member of, well, he was a member of the American Academy of Arts and Letters. The recipient of 18, 18 honorary doctorates from universities, including Howard University, Harvard University, and New York University. Seattle Art Museum in Washington offers the Gwendolyn Knight and Jacob Lawrence Fellowship. This is what I mean about them being a unit, creating legacy as a unit. Um, the Jacob Lawrence Gallery at the University of Washington School of Art, Art History and Design offers an annual Lawrence Legacy Residency. And to me, this is the coolest thing, one of the coolest things. In May 2007, the White House Historical Association purchased Lawrence's piece called The Builders that he created in 1947 at an auction for $2.5 million. The painting has hung in the White House green room since 2009. I think that's cool. I think that is very, very cool. So this painting has been in the green room since the Obama administration. I don't know. I just, that is amazing to me. Okay, so where can you find his work. His work is actually in a lot of places and a lot of permanent collections and in just a lot of collections in general. He created a lot of work. And so I'll just give you a snapshot of where you can find his work. But again, I'm sure if you go online and check, you are probably near a museum with at least one of his pieces, which is great. So I encourage everyone to go out safely and um, check out one of his pieces in a museum or gallery near you. So his work, you can find his work at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York, the Museum of Modern Art, uh, remember the MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art in New York, has the even-numbered panels of the Migration Series. Just just remember that. Um, the Whitney Museum of Art, the Art is Institute of Chicago, the Phillips Collection, and the National Gallery of Art. So those are just a handful of places where you can view his art. So I'm going to go into my favorite pieces of his. So number one, this piece is called 
in the North, the Negro had better educational facilities. So this piece is panel 58 from the migration series. So this piece would be at the MoMA because of course it's even. <laughs> and um, yeah, I really, really like that piece. It has three students writing on a chalkboard. Um, it looks pretty cool. And it just, I don't know why, it just stands out to me. Um, and then my second favorite piece of his is called Brownstones. And is one of his pieces about uh, life in Harlem. So you see in the piece, there's, of course, a brown, brownstones in the back. And you just see people, just everyday people outside in Harlem and living life. So I really like that piece and especially the colors, the movement in it. Um, so definitely check those two pieces out. And check out all of his work online. He has a lot. Um, and thank you all for listening to an ode to Jacob Lawrence. I hope that you learned a lot about him. I gave you a lot of information to digest. Uh, again, I will be linking all of the sources and websites where you can find more information about his life and his work and make sure to check it out let me know what your favorite Jacob Lawrence piece is and you know if you want to anonymously tell me that you have one of the three missing pieces just let me know I won't tell anyone we keep it between us <laughs> Uh, thank you again for listening to Show Me Your Artist License. For more content, make sure to follow the show on Instagram at The Artist License and visit showartistlicense.com. Don't forget, don't forget, do not forget to rate, review, and share this podcast with your fellow art lovers. Um, again, I am your host, Rinsha. Until next time, bye. Thank you.